0: Welcome back to Melanated Mondays. Greetings to all that are new here, and what's up to our visionaries? For those that are new, you have just jumped on a podcast where you're hearing me rank and review about all of the black-owned businesses, brands, and organizations I have come to support along the way. Let's jump into the show and welcome our business spotlight for this week. Turns to social media to provide inspirations to others interested in learning about plants and new literacy creations. Combining all four of her passions, she hosts a website where you can find plant maintenance tips, her original poetry, and book reviews. Make sure to follow her on YouTube where she hosts live smoking weed sessions. And without further ado, let me welcome my guest host, Adrienne. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you joining me along this journey. I say this with every guest host, but this is so true. So many of my guest hosts have personal relations with me. I've met you guys on different parts of my journey I'm just excited mm-hmm. to continue to watch y'all grow and be motivated and inspired in the same way so this is just kind of my way of giving back and um just talking about y'all when sometimes we don't have that moment to reflect I just want to allow this opportunity to do so for you guys so thank you again for joining me
1: Well, again, I am super honored that you thought of me because (laughs) I didn't think a lot of people were really looking, but it's just when that moment comes where you think no one's watching, you always got one person that shows up out of nowhere. And sometimes that one person is like the biggest blessing that you need. So I just thank you for giving me the opportunity to showcase like what I'm doing and what I have going on.
0: Absolutely. No problem. No doubt. That is what I live for. And I will continue to do that. So before I just jump into the conversations, I like to kind of create a little icebreaker. So for each okay. guest host, I give you two options. So you can either um, play an icebreaker game or mm-hmm. we have something that I've originally created. It's called I Got Five. I got five on, on it. it. <laughs> so, okay, like- to <laughs> So, of course, the icebreaker game is just going to be a random game where we play a little, um, little icebreaker where mm-hmm. I got five on it is where I give you five minutes to yourself, an empty platform to discuss any and everything that you want to about whatever topic, just to get it off your heart, your chest, or for to allow this to be a marketing moment or just a word of mouth. So, as my guest host, you have a choice. Which one would you like to play? You want to play the icebreaker game or I got five?
1: Um. I'll do the icebreaker game.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let me do the icebreaker game.
0: (laughs) Okay, perfect. So, it's going to be easy peasy, nothing hard. So, we're going to play Would You Rather. And it's just going to be one question. Okay. The question is, would you rather either, A, only make your own food for the rest of your life, or would you rather eat at a restaurant for the rest of your life?
1: I would rather make my own food for the rest of my <laughs> life <laughs> okay,
0: okay yes yes
1: <laughs> it's okay, a stretch for me but i think i can manage <laughs> okay
0: okay great so i was gonna ask you why but that, that that was your answer that's good awesome okay so of course as part of the game i would make um i would like to answer the question as well yes and of course I, I'm really torn. For me, as being a vegan, I am all for making your own meals from here into the rest mm-hmm. of my life. I can definitely live with that, of course, it's my life. Right. There's so many vegan restaurants out there. I would totally I like, get into like a tour bus and just hit up those spots
1: every I time. know. They're this popping up everywhere now, like all yeah. over the place. And then a lot of them are Black owned that are out here because I believe there was one oh, in right. Carrollton that just opened up um and it is a black owned vegan spot
0: yes see and like when i hear things like that i'm like man i could be on a tour bus i can totally become a vegan food critic for the rest of my life oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah there's
1: plenty of people that do it so why not
0: absolutely absolutely okay that was great that was a great icebreaker thank you for that no problem (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna roll into our questions Okay. So, you are the natural poet. If you will, Yes. describe to me your poetry style and your intentions behind the pieces you create. Um, I, that's
1: one of the reasons why my name is the natural poet, because I really don't have a style. Um, I just love to write. I have always been one that just likes to express whatever I'm feeling in that moment. Um, ever since I was probably like in the fifth grade, I've always just wrote what my heart is feeling and what my mind is saying. Um, And it has been just my biggest inspiration. Um, It has helped me release a lot of burdens, a lot of problems that I have within myself. Um, I would just rather let other people see that you don't have to Critique yourself. You don't have to be hard on yourself to write poetry. Sometimes you just need to write. Just put whatever you're feeling on paper. It doesn't have to rhyme. You know, it doesn't have to be a long five minute poem. It could be two lines. It could be two minutes. It's all about whatever you want to write down on a piece of paper. Um, so that is one reason why I kind of put myself as the natural poet is because. I don't want to put myself as a certain type of poet. I just want to write and speak and just touch others.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you definitely are doing that successfully. I love it. I love it. Um, I remember coming to watch you live and you spit a piece. I know you were the host, but you spit a small <laughs> piece, and I absolutely loved it. So poetry is something that I turned to when I was younger, as a as a form of therapy, a lot of my old they are about love, they're about heartbreak, but I really can reflect back and see how I left that emotion on that paper, and I try not to allow that to carry with me, so on and so forth. So I truly believe journaling, writing poetry, all of that is such a form of therapy that a lot of people take for granted. You know, it is of writing writing for work and emails. Yeah, we do all that, but to have it as a a, a form of peace or relaxation. A lot of people don't, mm-hmm. feel, you know, allow it to be that. So I definitely right. encourage that and
1: and love it. I yeah I totally agree as well. Um, I just started doing you know live on Instagram. Just a moment. It's just called write with me. You know, mm-hmm. don't think about anything. Don't focus on the problems. Just write down something, and it's just. It's not a long time. It's just like five or 10 minutes. I'm going on live. I will have music playing and I'm just going to talk to you about what I'm feeling so we can have like some type of connection. And I'm just going to let you know what I wrote, you know, um, what kind of poem came to my mind just in that moment. And it's just a moment that you can stop, even if you're at work, you know, take five, 10 minutes out of your day when I go live and just write something really quick to just make your day a little better. If you're already not having a great day or if you are having a great day, you just want to write down like the sun is shining on me. You know, just a moment is sometimes all we really need.
0: Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And which rolls me into my next mention. I did check out your video. You have two of them that I really loved. Of course, there's the smoke and chat with me. Yes. I can do that all day. <laughs> it's to Talk about stuff. And two, yes, bless the earth. Yes. And the smoke and read with me. I thought yes. it was inspirational.
1: Okay. So the funny thing behind those is I. I I plan to open my own shop out here soon. Um, Unfortunately, Texas is not legalized yet, which hopefully soon, but, you know, hey, what can you do? But I was all over YouTube for probably like the last six months doing so much research on plants and poetry, cannabis, poetry, like all of the things that I love that make me me. And I realized that no one put that connection together at all and so I love to read I love to get in my corner smoke a blunt and read like I love to do that a lot of people are like how can you focus I'm like trust me I am focused <laughs> when I'm yeah. reading a book and I hit that one good part of the blunt I am into my book <laughs> Like I created a whole um, book club off of this um, I joined a group on Facebook a girl put a post about wanting to have a smoke session with talking about chapter seven in the book club and I was like okay why not do it so I created a whole book club where a bunch of us just literally talk books all day long we are a group of women who just love to chat love to have fun but still love to vibe out when we need to um and that's all that I've, I've ever wanted to create even with my shop that I want to open, you know, um, just have that atmosphere, you know it's just just chill out, have fun, read a book and enjoy some plants. <laughs> that's really my motto. <laughs>
0: That is phenomenal. Please, at this moment, make sure you let us know what's the name of that Facebook group so the others can join in. That sounds so excellent. I personally, myself, have never heard those two entities combine, yes. But I know so many people that smoke and so many people that read. So right, you're on the right path, girlfriend. Go ahead and do that. I, I was just like,
1: I know I'm not the only one who would not love a smoke session while talking about the girl with the louding voice like i know i'm not the only one who has sat here and read a tony morrison book and felt some, a certain type of way after reading one of her novels like <laughs>
0: exactly. there you go
1: exactly
0: and even for myself just the video on the youtube I'm not in any, any books right now, but as I was playing it, I was just working on my different arts and creativity. So just right. creating that environment was the motivation that I need. To, right. Like, kudos on that one. Yes. And that's
1: all I really wanted. Um, like I said, on YouTube, a lot of people just do read with me, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. come smoke in, you know, do something crazy or just hot box. And I'm like, okay, everybody does that. We need something that's just going to allow people to smoke and relax. Like We don't always have to do a hot box. We don't always have to do a video game. Like A lot of us, especially Black girls that do smoke Mm -hmm. are not just lazy stoners. We're people that like to read. We're people that like to write poetry, that like to paint, that like to get that creativity out of us. Um, So that is what I always, one, love about cannabis. I feel like it brings out more creativity for me. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's the whole reason why you see all the things on my videos it's like I'm just trying to put pieces together that people really never thought could be together
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely and you're doing it phenomenally thank you (laughs) oh absolutely which brings me to my next question what makes a book a good read
1: for me I, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I, I'm sometimes a cover girl. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to do it, but I have gotten a lot of books literally because of the covers <laughs> mm-hmm. and a lot have not disappointed me. But for me, it's all about catching my attention in that first line, in that first paragraph. I remember reading um, Morgan Jerkins. Um her first book that she had came out with, I'm so mad can I think of her title, but her first line hit me so hard. It said, when I was 13, I wanted to be a white cheerleader. And I was like, holy cow. (laughs) That (laughs) That line literally, it touched me because that's what I wanted to be. I remember watching, um bring it on and i remember i wanted to be like Kristen dunce in them and not gabby in them you know and i remember i wanted to be at the school that was the fancy school with the fancy cars and living life up to the foolish you know that's what i wanted to be as well and so when i read her first line in that book i knew that i was going to relate to her and i did her whole entire book I literally related to everything she was saying. And I'm going to look up the title of that book because, like I said, that book was awesome. (laughs) It really was. Um, I felt her in that book. A lot of things she
0: was saying, I felt it. Yes, and that's what I always say. It's that representation that can get you every time. Um, just reflecting back on a lot of different things that have motivated me throughout my childhood, I didn't have that representation, mm-hmm. so to see that now into a lot of the things that I do and I gravitate to, it is so necessary, more or less as our children, but definitely more for our adults now, oh yeah, because we are conditioned to not have it. It, it feels a certain way now that we do have it in some sense. Yes. Absolutely. That's how I felt yes. when like Cinderella came out,
1: like the brandy version oh, yes. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> finally, exactly. <laughs> and that's so sad to say, but that's what it was. Uh, yeah.
0: It, it and
1: about. it's like, it's sad we just had it. But I, like you said, I love how all of us now are starting to say like, no, we need something of our own now. Like we mm-hmm. need to be represented just mm-hmm. as much now
0: right right and there's even still levels after levels after levels of that still trying to peel back years of of different things we need to accomplish but i'm glad to see that 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 slow revelation coming to coming to fruition yes i'm excited i am too Mm -hmm. okay next question do you consider yourself a botanist and what type of plant knowledge and information do you provide to your followers Uh, no, not at all.
1: (laughs) I have probably killed, uh, I don't even know. I've lost a few on my year journey now. (laughs) Um, the, the basic information that I want to give is just the basic knowledge that I hear so many times that people always say, I can't grow a plant. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm like, Do you have a kid? And they're like, Yeah. I'm like, Did you kill your kid? They're like, No. I'm like, Okay, then you can get a plant. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, plants are really not difficult. I have a few that give me a hard time, but they're really not that difficult. Um, they really just need the same thing you need love. Nutrients and sun, I mean, and some water. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't need a lot of things that people think they need. And there are people out there that make it look like you need all of this stuff to you know have your plants be growing and healthy but in reality you don't i mean you can really go to walmart and get yourself a five dollar pothos and i guarantee that five dollar pothos is going to last 20 years it's all about you Mm. just taking the proper care of it and that includes just water and like some sun um but one of the things that I do want people to learn is how to take care of all of your plants, the difficult ones and the um, easy ones. Um, That is one of the reasons why I want to open up my own shop is to have workshops for people in the Black community to learn that plants are therapeutic. They're there to help you in reality. I mean, a lot of them provide oxygen for you and they give you the purified air that you need. So that is one thing that a lot of people really need to learn is not just about you taking care of a plant, it's about you also taking care of your health inside your home as well. So that is one of the things I'm gonna offer when I have my um, shop is workshop and classes on people who want to learn how to be a green thumb and continue their plant journey, whether it be with something easy or with something difficult.
0: Oh my God, that is so phenomenal. <laughs> you got me when you said the it's like the holistic benefits of having plants. A lot of people don't know that. They're into the air fresheners or yes. you want to on yeah. so fast. But if you have certain plants that will clean out your air and purify your air by Look, just watering them. Go get you an aloe vera.
1: Like, a aloe vera is not that hard of a plant at all. A aloe vera is something that can yeah. literally sit on your shelf, give it some water and it will love you and it will purify your air now there are some plants that you do need to be aware of that do have those toxins inside of them like if you decide Mm. to cut or if you decide to you know you see one is broken and you need to help it see those are the type of things that Mm. people do need to learn in those classes is that you know a dumb cane um Those are very good purifying plants as well. But if you cut one of those plants and you get that juice inside of your eye, inside of your mouth, you're going to be messed up for a while. So (laughs) you got to learn. It is a lot that you have to learn. And that is one thing that I've really been doing um, really since the whole pandemic. Is just learning about all the different type of plants we have, all the different type of things that they can help you with as well. And it's it's been a long journey, but it's really been fun to learn it. And I've kind of turned my house into a jungle from it. <laughs> I plan to expand even more <laughs> if the husband lets me.
0: <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Phenomenal. Okay. Next question. What is your best tip for making this world a better place? Um. My
1: mom always told me that the world has 10% thought and 90% action. And she told me if that was reversed, if the world actually did 10% action and 90% thought, we will be living in a totally different world. Um, Mm. And that is one thing I'm trying to teach myself is how to think before I react And I feel like that is one thing that can make us all in this world really better. A lot of us have to think before we just jump and react to things. And we have to take a moment and think, is this going to be a bad reaction or a good reaction? Like, do I need to react or can I just sit back and think about this for a moment? Um, I feel like people nowadays are just so hurt and sensitive to things that we don't really get a chance to see the other side you know of the picture we only look at the one side of it um and so I I really feel like people just need to take that time and just and I mean you don't have to sit and think for two three days or years I mean you just take a moment and just think you know just reflect on whatever the situation may be
0: Oh, absolutely. I wholly agree with that on so many different <laughs> levels. Being the being the emotional person that I am, I observe very quickly that I have to take that time and oh, reflect, yeah. otherwise I will react to that emotion, and it might not be oh, the yeah. right type of reaction at that time. Girl, it I'm a cancer. So we yes. know, but it's so many people that have that knee-jerk reaction, and aren't aware of those um actions or don't know um how that messes up so Mm -hmm. many things to just react versus actually Mm -hmm. thinking about it. A lot of people don't do not have a 360 view of understanding of, okay, you know how you're feeling right now. Taking into consideration how the other person is feeling or how this whole situation may look or I mean we can that could be a whole nother segment for a whole nother time. But I wish more people and I would agree would be would slow down and just take more of a moment mm-hmm. before they make a lot of decisions that they mm-hmm. do make uh, so many things could be prevented right. in this day and world but it really takes us to start and so that's
1: again we'll why i said you. i would start the light the right with me you know just go on live for five ten exactly. minutes and just i mean somebody could just really about to go on edge and You know, I could go live right at that moment and tell them like, hey, you know, let's write really quick. Let's write about what you're feeling really quick. And, you know, that's that's my biggest goal is just I don't care if nobody watched any of my videos, if nobody, you know, goes to my page. If I at least reach one person every couple of months, that's fine with me. At least I reached somebody. And, you know, that's all I really care about.
0: Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. Okay. The next question. Do you have merchandise? If not, what items would you like to see your brand or logo on? And if so, let's share and market.
1: I actually just started doing merchandise. (laughs) I realized in order to open a bookstore slash plant shop, I have to sell some merchandise. (laughs) So um, me and my husband have actually started creating um, t-shirts and stickers, magnets, decals. Um, I've really been working on a lot of different things, um, especially for my poetry, my plants, and my book club, which is called Blunton Books. So I have been creating just a lot of different things really for my bookstore. I plan on, I plan to call it rooted by words. So I just sent off my LLC for that. So I'm hopefully pretty soon in the process to finally get that done so I can have my own location. Um, but yeah, I do. I have stickers that I've been creating. I have them all on my Instagram site, Facebook site, and they're also on my own website too. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been challenging creating this, but I've really been happy about how everything has turned out for me.
0: That is so phenomenal. Yes, I saw your magnets and I was like, I gotta <laughs> have those. Those look so <laughs> amazing. And I, it, it made me more excited because I actually just started dabbling into stationery. Yeah, too. I started making stickers, but I want to go to the extent of possibly expanding to planners yes. and, and personalized books, so on and so forth. So I'm like, okay, I see where mm-hmm. the niche is and I see yes. it as well too. So that's definitely an area that we need yeah to to. Especially phenomenal. for the plant
1: world. I mean, um Yeah. And then the smoke world as well. Like I said, that is something that nobody has ever put two and two together. So I mean with my my logo, my Blunts & Books logo, and then I have another one of my Blunts & Books girl logo. I have like two different logos that I'm absolutely in love with that represent exactly what I want them to say about me and my hobbies and the things that I love. And that's really what it. I wanted my brand and logo to look like, just showing what I love and bringing it together. Um, so Like I said, it's really fun, but I do love everything that I have created.
0: Excellent. That's phenomenal. We'll keep it up. And we're going to have to collab on that one. (laughs) I think we we might be a little too aligned with that one. That would be amazing. Okay. So I was watching a few of your videos and in the beginning of your journey, you mentioned that you originally worked mm-hmm. in childcare, which I, yes. saw, I know we shared that yes. journey together. Is this something that you enjoyed and would you consider incorporating your plants and poetry and children in your journey moving forward? Um, I really don't know. Uh,
1: I knew for a while that I wanted to work in childcare, and I knew that, um i love working with kids but as the pandemic happened and i lost my job i was really starting to think and reflect like is this really what i want to do um i knew for the longest i was going to open my own daycare like i knew that's what i was going to do but as time went on i saw that a lot of things in childcare was not what i thought it was going to be And I kind of just felt Mm. off from, I mean, I still love my kids. Like I go and check up on all the kids I've ever taken care of. (laughs) I go on all the old, my old Mm -hmm. job sites and I look at how big all the kids are now. But I sometimes sit and wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, was that really your calling or was that just because you were in, you were there and you were in the moment of working with them? Um, I do, I would love Mm. to teach more children about plants only because my kids i know they love (laughs) to plant they love to get in the dirt with me um and i know that is something that kids do need to learn because i mean they're the future and they're the ones that are going to need the plants again more than we are because from the way things are looking (laughs) i don't know what my kids future will look like at this point so I would love to host kid workshops and writing and plant workshops as well. I know that that has been something I have tried to produce in the past with writing workshops um, for children because I taught in school age, as you know. And so I know those are the ones that the most need to learn that our emotions need to be on paper. Our emotions need to be expressed in a certain type of way. Um, so that is something that I would love to teach kids. just to keep them calm. I mean, in child care, I've seen so many poor children that have been medicated before the age of 10. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, why? (laughs) You know, like, why are we putting all these kids on all of this medication when sometimes they just really need someone to talk to, or they just need an outlet. So that would be a great collaboration um, in the future that I would love to start working
0: Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Cause I will say that when you said you were thinking about creating the like workshops, it still gives you that, that yes. teacher aspect. But I was just curious to know if we're gonna have adult, you know, adult students or little oh. kids. I know we have we've had that nook or that experience. Oh no,
1: I would that. I would love to continue awesome. to teach kids, especially about the writing and the plans. Uh-huh. Like like I said, that's when I started. So I know if I started writing in fourth mm-hmm. and fifth grade. And that helped me. I'm just imagining what that can do for kids now. Because I didn't have all the stuff that's going on when I was a kid that kids have nowadays. And so I can only imagine what their poor little minds are going through sometimes. I
0: know, absolutely. So that resource is definitely needed. So go ahead. (laughs) If you could remove all barriers and had financial freedom... What project would you do? Um, so me and my husband have
1: actually talked about this a lot. Uh, we would open our own apartment complex. <laughs> and we would, I would make it like the New York style, you know, how a lot of the shops nowadays happen to where the apartments are on top and the shops are on bottom. Um, I would have my yes. store, my plant shop and bookshop on bottom and a childcare center as well. With our apartment complex, I always wondered why apartment complex have never thought about putting a child care center with the apartments. I mean, there are so many families that need them. So why not do help your families in your community out? Um, But I would definitely open my own, basically my own little utopia <laughs> kind of. You know, it'll, be, it'll okay. be the shops. You know, our family would live there for free. You know, our family is the one thing that we would really take care of. If they need somewhere to stay, you have somewhere to stay. You're not going to be looking or worried about money and living. You're going to have something. Um, and then right there below, like I said, it would just be all my shops, all of my husband's shops, all the things that we've always dreamed of becoming, you know, true. That's what we would create. You <laughs> no, I'm trying. That's, that's why I started this merchandise. <laughs> I'm like, I got to start somewhere.
0: <laughs> how do you feel being a Black-owned business has affected you?
1: Um, So I don't feel like I'm 100% there
0: yet. Um, I feel like I have still a
1: long ways to go. Um, I feel like I'm at the, the watering part of the seed, and my seed just hasn't sprouted yet, but it's coming. You know, it got the little a little little yellow sticking out, but it's affected me in thinking that this is my own and it's my future that I'm trying to create, really. I'm trying to create my future and my family's future. Um, And I just want it to be something amazing. I mean, of course, we all want our business to be great. And amazing. And and that's really all I want is what I just want it to be amazing. I want it to just touch other people and just to make other people happy just as much as it makes me happy. I feel like it does kind of change you when you are especially a small black owned business, because, you know, there's not a lot that has been here before. And so you're trying to learn just as much as everybody else is and you're trying to understand and you're trying to find the right ways to get to where you need to be and so I think that's one of the things that's really opened my eyes is that you know it's work and you gotta you really gotta sit and spend sometimes days and hours researching looking understanding you know business plans business models location pricing you know it's a lot to take in but I feel like it has created a person in me that has said, you know what, it's mine and I'm going to make it happen no matter what. So that is one thing that I have really gotten from watching other people such as you, like create, you know, what you want to see in this world and you're just going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> and you know, that's so crazy you said that because I've observed that in you, it must be the meaning yes. that we see within each other because I've either ever hear you say that look when it's not there we in the world that we live in we can create that niche if we don't it's so easy we can we can make it so easy it's like ridiculous
1: how easy it is nowadays to just put a video on youtube and i mean you could be a millionaire go viral overnight like it's so ridiculous like how crazy that is (laughs) but I sometimes know, too, for as us as black women and black people, we still got to do that little extra work. Like we, it's not always that easy. You know, sometimes yeah. we go viral for the wrong reasons. And so I, I want it to be where we go viral for starting our own. I mean, I see all the time people opening up their own shops and I'm just like, oh, that's going to be me. Just got to wait on it. <laughs> Um, there's a girl in Atlanta she just opened a, a spot that is a bar in a bookstore and it's called Vibery. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, people are thinking of it and it's coming together and it's just a, a step we just got to keep working on and just every day we got to take another step
0: share your top three social media influences that are your go-to for inspiration now for you okay. I have three different categories i want mm-hmm. a poet an author and then a plant activist okay
1: so i don't i really don't have a lot that's the, that's i i love so many people and the problem with that okay. is like I literally can just sit and scroll all day on so many people's pages. It's so hard. The top, I can tell you that yes. my top plant influencers are the Bloom Journey, um, the Black Plant Chick, okay. and then this awesome. The mm-hmm. the main reason why I really started planting it is a girl named Plant Serena. Um, her studio that she has is my dream studio. It is gorgeous. But she is like the main YouTuber. And that's another sad part is like, there's not a lot of black YouTubers that are in the plant and book world. So you have to research that part. Like you have to really (laughs) research that part on YouTube, especially for the plants. Um, But Plantarina is one of my main plant influencers because I mean, she breaks down every plant you could think of. I mean, she has them all. She has every plant you could think of, and she goes and she tells you about watering, propagating, um, when to split, when to make sure your plant's not dying, when to check the roots. I mean, she goes into details on so many of her plants, and she has videos just about every other day that she uploads. Um, for reading, again, I don't, I'm going to say my my favorite author right now is Octavia Butler. Um Oh, my gosh. I, I could read Octavia Butler all day long. I'm really about to go on a binge buying haul with just her books. She was like really one of the first African-American female science fiction <laughs> novelists. Like she broke a barrier for science fiction and she doesn't even like to call her book science fiction. But I mean, her, her books leave you questioning so many things. I mean, you you sometimes just want to look her in the face and tell ask her, like, what did you mean in this book? (laughs) It's like, that's how she, that's how some of her books are, but they also are so deep and powerful. And I mean, a lot of her books she she written back in the 80s, but they play out so much in the year 2021. Like, that's just how crazy her books are but they make you just sit there and just focus on what she is trying to tell you. I mean, Octavia Butler is, she's she's really caught my eye over this past year. And I mean, I, I just love her. Um, of course, my favorite poet is gonna have to be uh, Miss Maya Angelou. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people say Maya Angelou, but for me, I mean, Maya Angelou was that breakthrough poet for me. I mean, she was the one that really made me sit down and write. Uh, I mean, her journey in her life, things that she went through, and then to come out and just be this powerful poet that she is, I, it's amazing. Um especially also my mom got to personally meet her. So so that right there alone just even more drew me to her because she wrote a poem for me, like a little message for me. And when she passed away, that broke my heart. Like I, I cried for two days because my mom knew how much I I loved my Angelou. So those would have to be my top favorite people right now. And like I said, there's so many more Um, Because all day on different pages between my plants, poetry and books, like I'm always on people's pages because I just love the content that a lot of people provide as well. Like Some of the pictures people have with their books and their plants is just beautiful to me.
0: Oh that is excellent! You know what I actually had the opportunity <laughs> the opportunity the opportunity <laughs> to see Maya Angelou. She came to my yeah. university when I was there, and it was, it was just a phenomenal experience. It was actually right before she yeah. had fell sick and passed away because we almost i think we had mm-hmm. already postponed the event, so we didn't even think she was going to make mm-hmm. it, but she turned it up rescheduling and it was. Oh, I, mean, I know. I'm so speechless to the day of just the experience. Just her sitting in that room and everyone's just mm-hmm. waiting on pins and needles just to just to interact to watch. Right, it was, it was phenomenal. So shout out to. Anna. Oh my god, even even many many decades and years, oh, yes. before, she will still continue to touch people with her her work, yeah, and and her story. So very phenomenal. Much. Mm-hmm. Okay. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? um
1: I don't I don't know. I'm not <laughs> uh I guess my favorite book that I'm reading right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, tell us. Yes. Right now I right am now? in three book clubs. Um so, I can give you my favorite out of that. So, my favorite book right now has to be A Song of Wraths and Ruin um, by Roseanne A. Brown. That book is really, but then I'm also the song of solomon so it's like <laughs> i'm kind of going back and forth but right now uh, yeah a song mm-hmm. of grass and ruin is it's a fantasy book but it's a fantasy book that takes place i've really been into fantasy books that take place in africa um because a lot of the fantasy books that mm-hmm. are taking place in africa are taking place based off of real life events that happened in the past but the authors are just making them futuristic but they did their research on it, um so A Song of Wrath and Ruin is really one of my top books right now. It's one of my thickest books that I'm reading, so it's taking me time to get through it. But luckily, I have a while until our book club meeting, <laughs> so we have to discuss it. But I'm, I definitely know I'm going to get through it. Um, I'm not one to give away a lot of the book. I tell you what I thought of the book. And that's how my reviews are, too. I just tell you what I thought of the book. I'm not going to give you full-out exposure of what happened in the book and breakdown. I'm going to tell you, girl, this is what happened, and you should go get the book. <laughs> that That's really how I am. <laughs> Yeah, like, good.
0: No spoilers, I'm hey, short,
1: simple, and quick, bad. like, you know, get you five minutes into the video so you can get your 10-minute car ride to the bookstore so you can get the book. That's very good. Yeah. That's awesome marketing. I, right I just, I, I always had a problem, like, I, it's hard for me sometimes to sit and, like, watch people do their book reviews, and they go from this, this, and this, the plot, the story, the this, I'm just like, you just tell me if you like the book or not. Give me a little bit of what you did or, or what you thought about the book. <laughs> and then I'll decide, like, let me go figure out if I want it or not.
0: <laughs> there you go. I feel the same way about food, especially vegan food. It gives such a bad rep. but I'm just like, no, 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 no. You're giving, you're honing in on all the, flavors. I had, you know? did it taste good? How was the texture? Where did
1: I, oh, I was in an um, before post COVID and, it was my first time having vegan food, and oh my gosh, Ooh. I was so in love with what they made. It was I was like, "This is vegan," and they were like, "Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Oh It was <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> the thing, the crazy thing, like it was just in this little container. You know, it wasn't a lot, but it was so yeah. amazing. And I think it was like chickpeas and like some potatoes, I believe. And it had, like, some kind of – I think it was green beans. Like, it, at first, I looked at it, and I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't eating it. Like, it did – because I'm one that – if I look at it and it don't look right, I don't know about it. But <laughs> but I kept smelling it, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, let me try it. And, oh, my gosh, like, everybody's plate was empty <laughs> at the end of that. Like, nobody had food left over. It was that good. And so I was really like – and then IKEA. Yeah. IKEA has this vegan – uh hot dog I believe it is oh my gosh <laughs> Woo. Yes. yes I did you like it, don't you? I was like yeah we're gonna do more vegan
0: <laughs> I love it absolutely and there's so many more other restaurants and there's so much more that have popped up since I have left there honestly I gotta go back and do a little yeah,
1: like I said I know just take. in Dallas alone there's been at least two shops I mean there's one in Carrollton here in Arlington I believe there's a shop that popped up so they're popping up all over the place it's just I gotta go out there and look for them
0: <laughs> there you go yes and perfect so okay. we're gonna wrap it up with our last question and I love asking this question. This is actually my favorite question out of all the questions. And the question is, do you have a question? For my me?
1: question for you is, what made you go vegan? Because, I mean, like, that first time <laughs> that, I saw you a while back, that, and I was like, "Whoa, girl, like, you, I was like, you look amazing. You said you went vegan. I was like, hey, maybe I need to go vegan. <laughs> like, so what, what made you start? <laughs>
0: You know what? I I get this. This is probably the number one question I get asked most frequently the most. And honestly, every time I Mm -hmm. answer this question, now me being a vegan for four years, I give a different answer Mm -hmm. because I reflect now there are so many things that kind of rolled into me making a decision to be like, you know what? I'm done with me. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I can really remember was I was getting tired of my my protein choices. I was, I just felt like I was really eating the same thing. Of course, Mm -hmm. I was raised on sold food and, you know, Mm -hmm. I really wasn't a big fan of sold food. So I kind of, I kind of veered my way from that and I entered into more like Cajun and Japanese and stuff like that. But even within the different genres of food that you can eat, it felt like I was still eating the same Same thing. thing. Yeah. So I don't know what encouraged me, but eventually I just started doing research and I was like, you know what? there's levels to this but at first i thought <laughs> i was i was i was sold on being a pescatarian. you know i absolutely love um seafood yes. i can eat that for the rest of my life i'm good i'm good um i will confess and say i never i've never to this day watched any of those movies that came out right when i was transitioning um it's a lot of the vegan movies to where they show just the thus the entirety of how the meat oh created like the what the hell yeah. oh my gosh time. we
1: watched one in school called uh food of a nation or something oh my gosh that movie made me go vegan for like two days I was like no nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all oh, of those movies yeah I watched one of those and I was like I'm never watching these type of <laughs> movies ever
0: again my god and that's and that's why I was like you know watching those movies probably would have progressed my my transition but I never watched them I I honestly personally had just a a strange experience with some seafood that I was prepping and Mm -hmm. I was like you know what I honestly feel like I can eliminate all the meat for the rest of my life and be just fine Mm -hmm. and then one day it was the it was 1-1 was it 17 2017 Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, this is gonna be it. And then from then I don't know what I don't know who I was following at the time. I don't know where I was looking for support. I kinda rolled into everything. And here I am now. I'm very, very happy. My skill level in the kitchen has escalated because <laughs> I literally have to figure out what the heck to do. Right. Um, thankfully a lot of the the opportunities are now available with so many places popping up, and other vegan activists or vegan lifestyle promoters that are out there encouraging others. So now it's it feels like it's the perfect time that I'm I'm in this journey right now. But it was it was really just a compilation of different things, and then now I'm at the point to where a lot of people ask me now, "Well, would you ever go back?" And I'm like, "No, I I can't even see a lifestyle path." you know, the openness that I do have when it comes to the creativity in the kitchen and what I can create on the plate mm-hmm. and all the versatile different options that I do have. And unfortunately now I, I even have a, I get sick when certain things sneak into my diet. I'll be honest, I've, I've observed that, especially when I eat out, sometimes they're not always prepared right. or, or use the proper measurement to ensure that there's nothing in my, my meal that I'm creating that I can have or whatever, even when I do ask all the questions. So I do see how my body even reacts to stuff. That's not what it's used to anymore. So I'm happy. I'm vegan. I'm excited to see where the rest of my life journey is going to go. But I was really, really proud that I made that decision. And now here, it's changed my life so much that I want to encourage and guide and teach others to to understand just how simple and how easy it is see and
1: and we started that in the beginning of the year we we could have red meat so i remember like for three Mm -hmm. months we didn't do red meat and i think i went back and had a burger and i got sick (laughs) like not long Mm -hmm. after eating it and so even to a point we sometimes saw red meat and it looked disgusting to us so you know we've Laid off of a lot of heavy red meat. I mean, of course, I can understand you with mm-hmm. the same thing because, like, we eat chicken, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with this chicken mm-hmm. today? <laughs> am I going to put it in the oven? <laughs> and am I going <laughs> to bake it? And am I going to fry it up? <laughs> you know, so that that's one mm-hmm. thing that I have noticed. I am kind of getting bored with the same food. <laughs> like, I do want to try something different, and that is one thing with the vegan food that I had. It was so different, but it was delicious at the same time. And that's what I want. I want something to to be different, but I want it to be delicious.
0: And that's that's the biggest thing, honestly, out of all the reviews and all the people that I interact with that ask me questions, and I understand that greatly, even now, I've tried some vegan food. I'm like that is disgusting. <laughs> there's no flavor, there's no nothing to it. Just because you remove the meat, that does not mean you have permission to remove the flavor mm-hmm. and the you know, the mm-hmm. part that you're supposed to enjoy about eating something delicious. So understanding that and kind of trying to utilize those tips and encouragement in the kitchen. I'm like, OK, I think I, I can understand what people would be missing when it comes to that. Yeah. transition. because I mean, yes, I eat a lot of different things that most people are like, what is that? Um, I can tell what it is like quinoa and jackfruit is so foreign to a lot of people. While some people know of it, but don't know exactly how they can incorporate it. And it's, it's just an expansion of yeah. the line. It's not as if I eat exotic foods. I still eat lasagnas and pizzas and that, but I'm just creating it with so many different things in so many different ways. You're like, wow, that's a pizza? Or you put all that in mm-hmm. your lasagna and you call it the <laughs> lasagna? Yeah, I'm, only thing I'm missing is the meat. I'm just adding a little more creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, I've been wanting to
1: try, but it's just you know, kids, I to be like, all right, here, let's just go get some chicken nuggets and we're done. <laughs> but no, it is it is a it lifestyle is that we have been wanting to try and like I I know for like I said, for a good two months we were doing good. We no meat, no nothing. Um, so I know it is something that you can definitely do if you just really put your mind to it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm here to try and help. My actually my goal for twenty twenty one. This first time I'm saying out and open, but I want to create a cookbook. Like I said, I hear all the feedback and I see what I'm creating. I'm just like, you know what? Let's just create a simple cookbook for a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack, so that people can start to understand how simple it is. You just throw throw in a bunch of a lot of vegetables and things <laughs> you already have. And create this phenomenal vegan meal that you did. Right.
1: And see, that's really what how I started with my my bookstagram, my book page, and my plant page. Like people would just ask me, like, well, Mm -hmm. what kind of plant should I get? Well, what book I wanna get into books. What do you Mm -hmm. recommend? So I was like, you know what? Let me just put what I'm doing out there. Let me go ahead and create a page so that way everybody Mm -hmm. can see what books I'm reading, what books I think are good, what plants I think are good. And sometimes that's really just how it starts. It's like when people ask you, you're just like, you know what, let me just put it together for everybody to see. And that sometimes is the best way to go.
0: And here we are on that path, creating that content that we see a need for and creating our footprint in this in this world so i love it love it love yes it so adrian thank you so much this has truly been an honor and a great time i appreciate you joining me on the show today um so many peace and blessings for you and everything that you want to manifest and create i know with the the movement and the power that you have it is definitely going to create into this manifestation of something big i can only hope that we're still aligned with each other so that we can collaborate and grow in a sense i appreciate you so much and thank you for joining me on the show. oh my gosh
1: thank you this bond has been amazing i just great like i said before i just appreciate the fact that you thought of me to be on your show so thank you so much for that
0: us for another episode of Melanated Monday, brought to you every Monday, dripping with melanin and representation. Make sure to follow us and our guests on all social medias. They will be listed in the description. Until we hear again.